0: listening to Radio Tab's Mobile Rolling. Presented by
1: Garrard's Horse and Hound. Making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue the same keen prices online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit
2: horseandhound.com.au And then Loverflare who dropped off. Majestic Dream, Line the Stars is last of all. But Tricky Rick going like a winner before the corner. Goes through and only in 28-3. So it really sped up Tricky Rick and it raced away. Ellis Stars trying to cling on. Chamani's challenging for second now. Majestic Dream is about to get past Peachy and Nigel Johns had a down seemed to have a problem there, and then came Lover Flair, But Tricky Rick is well clear, leads about 10 metres battling on Elish Star. Chamani, the outside, still trying to get to Elish Star. Majestic Dream has run to fourth out wide. Tricky Rick's going to bolt in, holding second Elish Star from Chamani. And Tricky Rick won
1: by that horse. Runs at Gloucester Park uh, with a phenomenal record tomorrow night 43 starts. Next Kiwi, 15 wins, five seconds, six thirds, and it's one. I don't know how many in a row now. I'll just count them up. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And started short most times. Chris Bars being a tricky, Rick. I wonder what level this horse can get to. How are you?
0: I'm well, Steve. Good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. Uh, It's hard to sort of tell because uh, as far as depth is concerned with trotting races in WA, there's probably not a great deal there. So it's... It'll be interesting to see how far he can go. Obviously, the handicapping is going to be a big issue in time to come if he keeps winning like he is at the moment. So, ultimately, does he end up on the East Coast to try and, uh, you know, uh, further his career and enhance the record? So, it'll be interesting to see how far he goes in Perth, but wouldn't be completely shocked if he ends up on the East Coast just because there's going to be more opportunities for him. Mm,
1: That's the last race on the card. It's quite late as well. Would they have many Square Gators in work, Gary Hall? junior and senior
0: no he'd be one of probably only one or two i'd say um there, there wouldn't be many they, they they do possess a pretty good record with trotters uh, believe it or not uh, although they're they're very light on numbers with the square gators but when they have got a trotter in the stable normally they get good results and uh, this guy's just another example yeah, of that
1: this season 10 from 13 our first guest is with us nathan dawson
0: well, as you know, Steve, we've got a huge night coming through at Rec. tonight, it's their big Christmas Cups race night. We've got the Christmas Pacers Cup. We've got the Trotters Cup as well. Big night, 11 races, and it's a uh, an early start as well because that first race is at 5.02. Nathan Dawson is about to join us because he's competing at tonight's meeting, but there's always plenty to talk about with Nathan. He's online with us now. Nathan, appreciate the time.
3: Not good to be on, Chris.
0: Hey, I've got to ask... Um, this season, how does this season compare to last season? Because you've gone back-to-back back now with double centuries. Last year, 238. You're on 224 wins so far this year. We've still got a week to go for the year. But how does this year stack up
3: compared to last year? Um, this year's probably been a little bit better. Um, I've spent more time on the sideline I was suspended this year than last year. So um, I've done pretty good to get where I have. And
0: as far as the feature result, uh, feature race results are concerned, how do they stack up this year? Because a horse like Teddy Disco springs to mind. He's been great. There's been a few others that have been really good as
3: well. Yeah, uh, this year, you know, I've probably got more group wins um, than nearly most of my uh, seat, like uh, racing career. So and I also got to go down to an angle and compete in some better races. So um, that was very good. How did you find that, uh, you know, competing down there against a different
0: colony of drivers and on a completely different track, a track that's foreign to you being 1,400 metres in size? So how did you find that experience?
3: I really enjoyed it. Um, You know, um, I'd like to do it more. And, um, you know, if there's opportunities for it, um, I'd, you know, grab it and run. Uh, You know, it was a good experience and I really enjoyed it. Well, I'm keen to get your thoughts on this question. I've been asking
0: everyone in the past couple of weeks. We know we're going to Norwell in time to come. So, the big question now what size track do we need here at the future home of harness racing in the Sunshine State? You're one of the best drivers going around. What size track would you like to see built?
3: To be honest, I'd probably say Menangle is probably one of the you know, favourite tracks that I've driven on. Um, you know, it's a nice, wide, big straight, you know, so you got plenty of time. and you know, it just feels like you're not rushed at all through the race. Um, so you know, if I had a choice, I'd I'd be heading towards the bigger track. Okay, tell me this,
0: and this is something that I'm really intrigued by. If we did go at a thousand meters and we only went with a ten-horse front row, how do you think that would be? Is that a good thing moving forward, or something that you're not completely
3: comfortable with? Um, I mean, moving forward with the you know thousand meter track and ten horse front line, um, yeah, you know, it's going to be pretty hectic into the first corner. Um, you know, people trying to get positions in that. So, I feel as if they're going to do ten across the front. Um, you know, a thousand might be a little bit small for that. Okay, uh, fair enough. I'm always keen on, on people's
0: thoughts on what size track. So, you'd be happy with a 1400 meter track at Norwell. So, we'll wait and see. Just looking ahead to next year for 2023, uh, we've got the Inter-Dominion here. Has Nathan Dawson set himself any goals for next year,
3: 2023? Um, i like to just, you know, get into the bigger races and, uh, you know, try and get some drives, uh, you know, um, instead of just making the fields up or being competitive. So if I could do that, um, especially with Inter-Dominion coming up, um, that'd be great. Yeah, it'd be great to see you competing in a, in a Dominion series,
0: whether it be a pacer or a trotter.
3: Yeah, either one. Um, you know, I enjoy both of them, so um, yeah, I'm not too fussed by them.
0: All right, I've got to ask about Teddy Disco. He was back at the trials yesterday. It just looked to be a real loosener, as far as the uh, the upcoming campaign is concerned. He just went around, did his own thing. Were you happy with the way he hit the line?
3: Yeah, I was. Um, you know, we made a few little gear changes to him, and. Everything seemed good, so, uh, you know, I never asked him. And I didn't turn the stick on him, so um, he just did everything under his own stain and uh, was very happy with him.
1: Nathan, can you tell us about the gear changes and why you, you changed the gear?
3: Um, probably this last season, he started lugging up the track a little bit um, down the straights and, uh, you know, a few times it's just cost him a little bit. So we took the head check off and just lengthened his hobbles out a little bit. Um, and added a full pole so seemed pretty good yesterday
0: okay so it's full steam ahead to the chariots that's the uh, early target coming up uh, early next year
3: yeah that's the plan with him so um you know we'll take him down there and you know try and do our best okay so you misleaped the fame for
0: the chariots but you've got to
3: take on captain ravishing yeah that's right um so you know he's probably the main danger but um you know teddy's a nice horse and he always seems to be getting better and better. So um, I'm looking forward to it. And that experience of him competing
0: during the recent Breeders Challenge Series down there, that's going to hold him in good stead, isn't it? The fact that he's been around the track, he knows the facilities now, so that, that's got to be a
3: plus. Yeah, you know, the more experienced the horses, the better they are. So, um, you know, most horses that head down to an angle um, after racing there a few times, um, you know, either makes them or breaks them okay just going back to that trial yesterday 56-4 was
0: the time splits of 28-9 28-5 on the way home tell me the the, the winner
3: wow that 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 looks a really exciting horse yeah that was uh you know quite impressive um you <laughs> know, i don't know much about it but um yeah you know, it did that pretty good so um you'd think it has <laughs> quite a good future ahead of it absolutely the
0: horse in question is uh, sure thing captain He's only a two-year-old, so he's about to turn three. But that was his first public trial. And uh, he looks super sharp there yesterday. So it might be a good trial to reference, that one, yesterday from Albion Park. Let's focus on tonight, uh, Nathan, a couple of uh, drives for you. Uh, early as well, which is good. You get an early mark tonight. You don't have to wait around until the very end. And it's a late finish as well with the last race at 10.30. First race, she's feeling special. Last start winner, but she's rising in grade. So how does she measure up here in this opener?
3: Yeah, that'll be a bit tough for her tonight. Um, you know, last start uh, she got the bonus and that was pretty much the main aim with her. So, you know, the new season just around the corner trying to just, you know, get her through to try and get that second bonus. Okay.
0: It's a sticky drawer as well. You're, you're sort of in no-man's land uh, in, in four at Reckliffe, aren't you?
3: Yeah, you know, sometimes I reckon three and four are the worst draws. Um, if you bit half-hearted, you get stuck out there, so... You know, you either got to go forward as good as you can or just go straight back.
0: Yeah. Okay, race two tonight, Beach on Fire. You've been with this guy on a few uh, previous occasions. You reunite with him tonight, and he's got barrier four as well. How does this race measure up for
3: Beach on Fire? Yeah, he's going quite well. Um, You know, the long trip, um, a bit of an awkward for him. I think I prefer him over the shorter distance, but if I can get a nice trip there somewhere, um, you know, I think he'll be in the finish. Do you have to commit early with him and, and try and get forward? Uh, not really. I'd like to just you know poke out and see if there's a slot there. Um, you know, last time I used him off the arm, he got quite fired up and over raced. So, if we can just find a nice spot there, um, he'll be finishing off strong. Okay. Race three, the Christmas
0: Cup consolation. Call me Keith. He's a very talented horse. Call me Keith. Probably just a little up and down in, in, in recent times with his form. He's got the inside of the second row here, gate seven. How does uh, call me Keither uh, show up tonight?
3: Yeah, um, his last start was pretty good, um, sectional-wise. Uh, it didn't look like that much on paper, but uh, he runs some good times. So I'm pretty happy with that draw for him. Um, he's quite a quick horse. Um, you just need a bit of luck throughout, but if he gets it and uh, the right horse is there, um, you know, he won't be too far away. Just looking
0: at that front line does it generate tempo is that what you need with call me keep tonight
3: yeah we do um we do need a bit of tempo on i don't really see a whole heap of tempo into the race so i think everyone's going to find their spots and they'll be pretty happy to sit there
0: okay the main race the christmas cup speed dating she uh, missed out last time out and that's the first time she's probably you know, gone sub-par, really, because her efforts since joining Team Grimsey have been enormous. She's gone back-to-back with Group 2 victories, the peak of the creek, and then she backed up to win the Forever Gold. Uh, last time out, genuine excuses. She had a torrid trip and fast time.
3: Yeah, that's right. Um, You know, she had a bad trip, and, you know, I think she's getting towards the end of her tether. Um, she had some really hard races, and, you know, she'd done good for what, you know, what she was. So... Um, I think she'll be back to her best again tonight.
0: It's a good sort of introduction to what she's probably going to face in time to come because she is rising in grade, but it's a good field.
3: Um, It'll be just interesting to see where she sort of fits in here. Yeah, it is. You know, it's a strong field, but I wouldn't say it's um, the best field that they've had. So I think she's up to it and, you know, we've got the right draw to help as well.
0: Early sort of thoughts: Are you looking to lead? Are you looking for the trail? What 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 would be the best result for speed dating here from the inside gate?
3: To be happy, um, to be honest, I'd be pretty happy if we are out in front, dictating terms. Um, you know, she's shown before she can do it tough, and that doesn't worry her. So, you know, when they board, I always thought she was best in front. So, you know, I'd be happy if I'm out in front. I'm um, you know, just don't want to be coughing too much pressure.
0: Okay, so which one
3: are you more worried
0: about then? Is it some moment, somewhere, Infatuation, Big Wheels, Manila Playboy, Deus
3: Ex? Which one, uh, you know, frightens you the most? I'd probably say Big Wheels. Um, you know, he's probably the, the best one in it, I feel. Um, you know, he's got the worst draw, but, um, you know, ability-wise, I think he's right up there with them.
0: Okay, that's a good race. Race number five, first leg of the quarter of the Christmas Cup tonight. Your final drive tonight, away overnight. He's been a good find for the Ben Battle stable. He's been very consistent there at Reckless.
3: Yeah, you know, he's only a little cheapy, but he's done a good job for him. So, um, you know, he, he's racing well, and I can't see any reasons why, he, you know, he won't do it again tonight. Is it a test, though, tonight, drawing the
0: outside of the second row?
3: Yeah, it is a little bit, but, you know, I don't feel it's the strongest field. Um, he's been racing well and, you know, in the good times as well, so... Um, I'm not too worried about the draw. Okay, so the best of your drives tonight at
0: this stage is?
3: Probably me last two, uh, speed dating and away overnight. Um, probably the most confident with.
0: Okay. As I said, it's been another huge season for you, back-to-back double century seasons. You're competing at all three tracks here in Queensland, Redcliffe, Marburg, Albion Park. Your, your strike rate at Reckliffe, I reckon, would be very interesting to look at because uh, you have a great deal of success there at Reckliffe. Do you enjoy driving at Reckliffe?
3: Yeah, I do. Um, I enjoy the track. Um, you know, it's you know, sometimes you've got to be a bit strategic um, there. But, you know, if you're out wide, you know, you're pretty much wasting your time. So a lot of times you're all on luck as well. So, um, you know, I do enjoy it there. All right, excellent stuff. We wish you the best of
0: luck tonight and uh, hopefully there's a few winners to come and you can keep uh, clocking up a few more winners before the end of the year. Really appreciate the time. Best of luck tonight and Merry Christmas as well.
1: Thanks, Chris. Nathan Dawson joining us this morning. Thanks to Garrards and Mobile Rolling. This is the horse that Chris called in the trial yesterday that we should keep an eye out for.
0: Mystery actor, Teddy Disco, the last one, couldn't miss a falcon. Bronski Delight being claimed on the outside by Sure Thing Captain. Sure Thing Captain. And he'll score. Sure Thing Yeah,
1: Cap- look pretty impressive. Shannon Price, Chris. Hopefully we don't yeah. have to wait long. Dare say it'll be b- short, b- though.
0: B- I reckon that's the best troll I've seen in 2022, Steve. Oh, Really? Uh, This, I think, could be... I'm not going to, you know, just say he's a superstar in the making, but this is a serious horse. I'm certain. And he's got a pedigree to match as well, Steve. He's by Captain Treacherous out of Musical Delight. So he's the younger half-brother to Rip. We all know that Rip's got uh, abundant ability, so uh, I think this guy lacks nothing as far as the ability. But the best thing about him, he's only had one educational workout prior to that trial yesterday, and he's been able to... uh, Clearly match it with some pretty talented, uh, pretty talented types. Bronski Delight is a, a really nice filly. Teddy Disco, although he wasn't knocked about. Really nice horse. And there was a few others there that are pretty sharp as well. But uh, this is a two-year-old, rising three. Oh, I think we're going to hear a lot more about him in 2023. Mm,
1: that's sure thing, Captain. Isn't there a handy one in Victoria by that side? Captain Treacherous, Wink, wink. <laughs> yep, Captain da- Rabbit. Darren Clayton's with us. <laughs> Darren, good morning. Yeah, morning, gents. How are we today?
0: Very well. Put him in the black book.
2: Yeah, put him in the black book. He certainly was a pretty sharp effort, wasn't it? Um, taking their time with him. I'm not sure whether it's just a time or that's where he's at, but, geez, it was impressive there yesterday, that trial. Like like you say, Chris, as impressive a trial as there been this year. And um, oh, Let's wait and see if he can produce it when he gets to the racetrack. There's nothing to suggest he can't.
0: I think he was an expensive purchase from the uh, the Nutrien yielding sale last year as well. So he didn't come cheap and you wouldn't be shocked by that given the pedigree that he possesses. So he's one worth uh, watching moving forward as we uh, get into the new year 2023. I've got a homework question for you this week. Mm. Queensland premierships were drawing to the end of the season for 2022. Currently, there's nine drivers that have notched century seasons. Two doubles, Pete McMullen, Nathan Dawson, both over 200. And then we've got seven others that have registered more than 100 victories. There's two that are right on the uh, on the cusp of 100. Matt Nielsen's driven 99 winners this year. And Chloe Butler sits on 98. Once they get to that century mark, both Matt and, and Chloe, and I'm sure they will before the end of uh, 2022. So we've got still quite a few meetings to get through. Will this be Queensland's biggest year as far as Centurions is concerned?
2: We'll have to we'll have to do a homework on that one, Chris. But uh, just looking, I've had a, been going through a few of those premierships actually, and um, Queensland, if if they both make it, that'll take us to 11. Uh, drivers over 100 in the season. I think the next closest was WA. They had currently seven, six or seven drivers with 100. The other states uh, behind that. So um, it's pretty good when you look at it in terms of spreading the winners across the board that we can get that many yeah. drivers to to over 100. And um, the follow-up to that, no driver. Um, spare a thought for for. Nathan Dawson in the era that he's driving in the company he's driving in no driver in Queensland has ever had successive double century seasons and not won the premiership.
0: Mm. And you yeah, know, the other thing you look at the premierships for, for Queensland for this year, um, there's no Grant Dixon on that list as well. So we're talking about 11 drivers that have driven a hundred wins or more. And Grant Dixon is not one of them. That, that That's almost unthinkable.
2: Well, considering the domination he had through the early 2000s, mid mid 2010, sort of up till about sort of 2015, and even the last few years, like he really dominated, and he stands head and shoulders above. With uh, I think there was um, nine century season or double century seasons in succession, he was able to put together. So um, you know, it's a little bit of a changing of the guard, but. Uh, in that trainers premiership, we said where he was perhaps out of the out of the running. He's coming back, and it's an all out assault. He's right back in condition. Yeah. And six winners behind yeah. Jack Butler. So,
0: yeah. Well, I think he's got a hundred wins for the season. But given that he's had good success in both Sydney and Melbourne, so he must be right. You know, in in the mix as far as a hundred Queensland wins. So we we're only just gauging Queensland victories here, but it just. It's, it's somewhat staggering that he's not on that list when we're talking about 11 drivers, but he must be awfully close and he's another one. So it, we, our list could easily get to 12 by the end of the year.
2: Yeah, quite easily. And, and that's a, an amazing statistic. The, uh, the, Botra, the Botra have to stamp a few more medals. Those Centurion medals they hand out every year, they might have to order a few extra this year.
0: Yeah, that, that might be the longest part of the night there where all the centurions are coming up. But It'll be a procession by the look of it.
2: Yeah, but full full credit must go to them all. They, they all cover plenty of territory and get to the meetings and, and put in the hours, so deserve the success they, they achieve.
0: Zach Chapiton took out the bodry Young Drivers' Championship for 2022. So that's the second time he's won that series. So a uh, big effort, uh, you know, to win it once, but to win it twice, uh, that, that's that's some sort of effort.
2: Yeah, certainly, especially twice in the space of two years. So he won the 2020 and then and then backs it up again this year, 2022. And, um, you know, he did mention there last week when you were speaking to him that um, he spent quite a bit of time on the sidelines this year, just had a, a fell foul of the stewards and um, had a little bit of a, an issue there he had to sort out. But he's back and he's driving really well at present and... Um, it was probably one of the most even driver series, Botry young driver series, for for many years. Uh, six heats, six different winners, but Zach was the the most consistent of all of them, and he was in the money in in I think four of the six heats. He placed in three others, so that was enough to get him over the line.
0: Yeah, congratulations to Zach, and congratulations to all drivers that were competing in that series. I want to get your thoughts on Black Sedan uh, turning over Mac Da Vinci last week in the Christmas Cup. Uh, that was some sort of performance, that on Saturday
2: night? Yeah, it certainly was. And um, you can see, I guess, why Pete McMullen is the is the number one driver in the country at the moment. That was just a, a well-executed plan to, to get up uh, outside of Mac Da Vinci in those middle stages, content to sit back early and just let the pace roll. But then when he put that speed in the second quarter and then... Um, just dropped in behind with lilac flash, just sort of unable to to go with that middle speed, probably not expecting it either and um, that proved all the difference and then when he powered home in the closing stages it was a, a pretty impressive performance overall, 55-5 for the 2600 metre trip so um, he, he deserves that black sedance after, um, you know, he's, he sort of had a bit of a mixed season, had some um, tough barriers there and um, for Pete McMullen to, to get him home there in that race, it was a uh, probably a deserving effort. If anything, um, I think what that's 18 races now. Pete's driven that horse to victory um, out of his 20 wins. So, and a, a good season topped off by equaling or or securing the track record for the mile, and then smashing it, becoming the first horse to break 150. So. Um, you know, we, we keep talking about what's the best free for aller in Queensland. Well, as we thought, perhaps it was Mac Da Vinci. Well, off that effort, does Black Sedans put the nose back in front and perhaps end the year as our best free for aller?
0: Yeah, well, it's a fair question, and I'm not I'm not entirely sure. On Friday afternoon, Friday being the Metro meeting this week, uh, Turn It Ups back in action. He's right in that uh, conversation as well.
2: He certainly is, and I was just looking at his figures, Chris, before. He's had 17 starts this season, um, only missed a money in one of those. So he's had a super season and uh, seven wins along the way, and... um, I think he wins that race again on Friday so um, it's a, a pretty handy effort from him, he's certainly right in the mix when, and when conditions are run to suit uh, I don't think there's a horse that's faster either off the gate or even in the last 200 metres when he saved his turn of foot is still electric and um, he's certainly um, putting, his, putting himself right up in the frame as well.
0: Mm. The only time I think he's missed the place this year was when he ran fourth in the Reckless Cup off a handicap. And you can probably make a fairly strong argument that he probably should have won that race. So we'll talk more about that meeting on Friday when we uh, uh, link up again on Friday morning. That's a, uh, a good card there being the Metro meeting of the week. Let's focus on tonight. It's a good card of racing tonight at Reckless. The features include the Doolittle Lodge Christmas Cup. Uh, we've got the... Aqua Constructions Trotters Christmas Cup. We've got the Birwood Stud two-year-old feature, and we've got the Brecklip Harness Racing Club guineas as well. Where do we find your best bet tonight?
2: Well, it's a cracking card and eleven races on a Wednesday night to look forward to. But I'm I'm really keen, Chris, on race three. The it's a consolation of the Christmas Cup. I'm really keen on Lilac Flash, despite the gate. he just got dropped there in that free for all the other night when the pace went on through that second quarter. It was 27 and change second quarter. He was behind Mac Da Vinci. Just got a, left a little flat. It's probably not his style. And um, he still finished off okay. He's been running against. He's been in free-for-all grade at Albion Park. This is a big drop back, I think, and especially when he gets back to Redcliffe. He's got five wins in eight starts at Redcliffe. Hasn't raced there for a while, so um, he'll appreciate that, and I thought the tempo looked right in the early stages for him to uh, get the job done in the latter part, so race three, number six, Lilac Flash.
0: Okay, currently $3.80 with Tab. Anything else on that big program catch your eye?
2: Yeah, there was one that I thought came up at a price, Chris, in the two-year-old race, and that's the the Pete McMullen, uh, Chantel Turpin, or Chantel Turpin trained the Tax Collector. Um, his two runs back from a spell of being in two-year-old oppositions, he's run into Cheerleader, and um, Bold Medley jujon in those two races, and been drawn wide out the back chasing against the tempo. Just really hasn't suited him. I think if uh, they're a little bit more positive with him, or they get the opportunity to be more positive with him tonight, get forward. I I like the price of him at the moment in that field. And uh, I thought he might be able to get that. Race nine, number four, the tax collector.
0: Okay, currently 6.50 with Tab, so some value there. The Quaddy tonight, main Tab Quaddy races five, six, seven a day. Throw some numbers at my way, please.
2: Yeah, the the first leg there, the Christmas Cup, that's a, a wide-open race. I've got some moments somewhere on top. Just think he gets into the right position. Good record at Redcliffe. He's a four-time winner there. Um, I thought he can get forward early to be handy enough, and then if the pressure's on, power home over the top. Throw in number eight, Manila Playboy. It's a big ask for him first up from a spell, but another with a really strong Redcliffe record. Um, and he should be there about speed dating. We just heard from Nathan Dawson. He's probably looking for the front on this mare, either in front or from the trail. She's going to be hard to beat and throw in another statement as well. I think if he settles close enough and they go too hard early, he's certainly a swooper that can can pounce. So one, three, four, eight. The second leg, race six. Um, I thought this was a race in uh, two or oh, sorry three here the call number one he's odds on um, he's a good beginner just not sure how he's actually going he was a first up winner his second up run was fair um, if you can see this out danger Bertels Firefox will be on his back and number nine away overnight um, he can certainly get over the top of them he's going really well with uh, some good efforts at Redcliffe so 179 the Trotters Christmas Cup race seven I've uh, got number four Regondo on top. That should be good race for him after finishing third to indefensible in the, in the Albion Park Christmas Cup. Hello, Jolene. Jolene, well, um, you'll know your fate at some point with her. If she trots cleanly, she's going to be in the finish. She can do plenty wrong though. And uh, number seven Carl Manor. I thought he was a chance of um, of swooping on them late. So three, four, and seven. And the final leg. Uh, I've got number 8 Jukebox Jet on top, hasn't had a win for a long time but if East, Eastbro Tex gets him to the lane which I think can happen um, he can take the, the knockout blow there along the passing lane and number 1 Eastbro Tex, throw him in um, not sure if he's ever going to get a win at Redcliffe, last time out looked his chance but um, I think he just, just pulled up on the line last time, if he can get an easier middle stage he might be able to see it out so we'll bring it home with 1 and 8
0: One and a there. So your numbers are 1348 into 179. I'll just check the Trotters Cup. 247?
2: The Trotters Cup was 347.
0: So, yeah. Unless, hello, hello, hello? Jolene.
2: Uh, Have I got the number wrong with hello, Jolene? Jolene, perhaps. (laughs) I do. (laughs) There we go. So it's 247? 247. You're on the money, Chris.
0: Right 247, and then we bring it home with numbers 1 and 8. The best bet, race 3, number 6, Lilac Flash. That's in the Christmas Cup Consolation. He's 380. And then the two-year-old feature, race 9, uh, the tax collector at $6.50. Good program tonight, 11 races. I think they had enough nominations for 20 races there tonight, but uh, 11 it is, and the first race gets underway at 5.02. Darren, really appreciate the time. I'll let you go and do some homework, and I'll talk to you on Friday morning.
2: Yeah, looking forward to it, Chris. And, yeah, hopefully that's a big card tonight and it should be some great racing.